0: Hi everyone, this is Dr. Margaret Paul with the Inner Bonding Podcast. And today I want to talk about why do you judge yourself and how to stop judging yourself. So I'm wondering if you're aware of how much you judge yourself and how often you judge yourself as maybe being bad or wrong or inadequate. Do you, do you know how your self-judgments are making you feel? You know why you judge yourself. So self-judgment is a major form of self-abandonment that may be keeping you stuck in feeling anxious or depressed, stressed out. So many painful feelings that come about as a result of self-judgment. So some of the things that you might say to yourself, things that, that you're actually saying to the inner child, to your soul, are are things that, that you would never say to an actual child. So do you say things like, I'll never be good enough, I'll never do it right, I'm such a jerk, how could I have said that? I'm a loser, I'll never get anywhere, I'm so stupid, I'm so dumb, I should have learned this by now. I just don't fit in, I don't belong with these people. I'm permanently emotionally damaged, I'll never be okay. No one could love me. No one's ever going to love me. I'm just not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm flawed. I'm not important. I'm bad. I'm a failure. I'm just not enough. I'll never be enough. And on and on. And you would likely never say these things to an actual child. At least I hope not. But however you say it to yourself, it's saying the same thing. It's a profound judgment against who you truly are, who you are in your beautiful soul essence. So the moment we judge ourselves, we're telling ourselves that we have no good reasons for our feelings, for our behavior, that we're just not good enough. And yet, I hope you know by now that our feelings and behavior often come from a belief system, a false belief system. When we're feeling badly and behaving in unloving ways towards ourselves and towards others, it's because we're operating from false beliefs about ourselves and about others. So in my inner bonding work with people, I find that self-judgment is one of the major causes of fear, of anger, anxiety, depression, guilt, shame, aloneness, emptiness and jealousy, and many other painful feelings. But most people don't realize that these painful feelings are the result of their own thoughts and often their own self-judgments. Most of the time, when I ask a client who's anxious why they're feeling anxious, they tell me it's because something happened to them. They usually believe that an event or a person caused their anxiety. But when I ask them what they're thinking that might be causing their anxiety, They'll tell me a self-judgment, such as, I'm not good enough. Or they're projecting their own self-judgment onto me and telling themselves, Margaret doesn't like me. Or Margaret is getting impatient with me. When they judge themselves or make up that I'm judging them, they get anxious. There's, there's nothing actually happening that's causing their anxiety other than their own thoughts pointing out to them that they're causing their anxiety with their self-judgment doesn't necessarily stop their self-judgment. This is because self-judgment is often an addiction. An addiction is a habitual behavior that is intended to protect against pain. So what's the pain that self-judgment is intended to avoid? Generally, the hope of self-judgment is to protect ourselves against rejection and failure. We falsely believe that if I judge myself, then others won't judge me or reject me. I can be safe from others' judgments by judging myself first. Or, if I judge myself, I can motivate myself to do things right and succeed. Then I'll feel safe. And then I'll be loved and accepted by others. But just as a child does far better in school with encouragement than with criticism, so do we as adults. Criticism tends to scare and immobilize us. Instead of motivating us, it often creates so much anxiety that we freeze and become unable to take the appropriate actions for ourselves. More self-judgment follows this lack of action, which then results in more anxiety and more immobilization until we create a situation we, where we are completely stuck and very miserable. But many of the very successful people I work with firmly believe that they're successful because of their self-judgments. They often say to me, if I didn't judge myself, if I just sit on a couch all day and do nothing, I, would, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get anywhere. I wouldn't be successful. And that's what's going to happen if I don't judge myself. I'll just sit on the couch all day and do nothing. I have to judge myself to motivate myself. The reason they believe this is that they believe that they are their wounded self, the part of them that is doing the judging. When we operate from our wounded self, we are often unmotivated and might sit on the couch all day if we didn't judge ourselves. But you're not your wounded self. Your wounded self is a fabrication that you created as part of your survival mechanism. If you've ever seen little kids, if you've ever seen toddlers, you know that the last thing they want to do is sit on the couch and do nothing. They're constantly active. They're constantly learning and creating. They're constantly motivated to explore new things. Unless they've already been programmed by their parents to sit in front of a screen all day, they're going to be very motivated to get off that couch. So I don't judge myself anymore. I used to, but I learned not to. And I'm a highly productive person because I want to be, not because I have to be. And that's because our essence, our true soul self, our inner child, is highly motivated to express ourselves in the world. This is a big reason that we're here on this planet, along with learning to evolve ourselves in our ability to love ourselves and others. So many of these very successful people I work with are anxious and unhappy because of their their self-judgments. And what you need to realize from that is that their success is not bringing them joy. So other people I work with seek my help because they're just stuck in their lives. So I'm going to give you an example. My client, I'll call her Marianne, was stuck. Even though she was trying hard to change some things in her behavior, especially her anger and her clutter, she found herself doing these things over and over Then she'd get upset with herself, telling herself she was dumb and stupid and incompetent. So most of us are taught from the time we're very little that we cause other people to feel and behave the way they do. We're taught by our parents and teachers and other other caregivers that we cause ourselves to feel angry, scared, hurt, rejected. Excuse me, that we cause others to feel angry, scared, hurt, and rejected. Um, or we cause them to be loving and accepting. In the case of Mary Ann, she was taught that if she did poorly in school, she caused her parents to be angry. Their anger was her fault, according to her parents. So then she came to believe that she was in control of her parents' feelings and reactions because she was taught that her behavior caused their feelings and reactions. Her bad, quote, bad behavior caused them to be angry and to reject her. So now as an adult, Marianne still believes that she causes others to accept or reject her or to feel happy or unhappy with her or with themselves. She believes that if she can just do things right enough, then she can be in control of others being happy with her and accepting her. So we explored this in one of our Skype sessions. So I asked her, Marianne, do you think others are in control of how you feel about them? So she thought for a moment. She says, no, I I don't think so. Some days when I'm in a good mood, I seem to like everyone. Other days when I'm really tired or upset about something, people can really bug me. So how you feel about others and how you treat others has more to do with you than with them. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. I never thought about it that way before what if somebody was really trying hard to get you to like them like giving you a lot of compliments would that make you like them well actually she said I don't like it when people butter me up I just feel manipulated by them so the things they do to control how you feel about them don't necessarily work is that right right she said So what makes you think that doing things right will have control over others liking you? Don't you think other people are like you, that they decide for themselves to be accepting or rejecting, and that it's often based on how they're feeling rather than on anything about you? (laughs) Oh my God, she said. So now I wonder why I'm trying so hard to do everything right. It's a waste of time and energy, isn't it? Yes, it is, I said. It's not that we can't influence people, but ultimately we have no control over them. Each of us decides in any given moment to be loving or unloving, accepting or rejecting, open or closed. No one decides for us who we're going to be and we don't decide that for others. When you really accept that, you're going to stop trying so hard and just let yourself be yourself. And if you're not trying to do everything right, you might find yourself being more accepting of yourself. So then she asked, well, what does all this have to do with my anger and clutter? How it relates is that you are trying to change yourself in order to do things right. And one way you think you can change yourself is to judge yourself. You're trying to control yourself just as you try to control others. And what happens when you judge yourself? How do you feel? I feel awful, just awful, with a big black hole inside. And is judging yourself working to get you to stop being angry and clean up the clutter? No, it's not working at all. Right, so when you judge yourself, you create an inner resistance. The way through this resistance is to move out of judgment and into compassion for yourself. Compassion opens the door to awareness and choice. It gives you a safe inner arena to see what you're doing, such as getting angry or creating the clutter, and to decide what you really want to do differently. Compassion for yourself is essential to moving out of your stuck place. Remember, what you judge won't budge. Self-judgment is also a form of control to cover up and avoid the deep pain of life, such as loneliness, heartbreak, grief, and helplessness over others. Our wounded self would rather be the cause of the painful feelings of anxiety and depression and guilt and shame and emptiness and aloneness and anger and so on, rather than feel the deep, painful feelings of life. So here's another example. In a Zoom session with my client, I'll call him Randy, he said, I don't understand why bad things keep happening to me. It's just one thing after another. I'd been working with Randy for just a few weeks, and he seemed to understand inner bonding, but I wasn't sure he was actually practicing it. Randy, what are you feeling right now? Anxious. I'm always Anxious. Randy, are you willing to take responsibility for what you're telling yourself that's causing your anxiety? Yeah, I am. Well, at least I think I am. Ask your little boy what you're telling him right now or what you're doing that's making him anxious. So Randy said, I think I'm always telling him that he's never good enough, that he hasn't accomplished enough, that he isn't conscious enough, that he'll never get this, he'll never get bonding." seems to me like this is background noise for me, that I'm always telling him things like this. Why, I asked him. Randy thought for a moment. I'm not sure. I think it has something to do with being okay only when I accomplish things. There's always things that need to get done. So I said, is your worth tied up in getting things done and accomplishing things? Well, yeah, it is and you believe that you need to judge yourself to get yourself to get things done. Yes. I think that's exactly what's happening. So I said, according to your wounded self, you have no intrinsic worth. Your worth and identity is in your accomplishments, is that right? Randy said, "I don't know anything about my intrinsic worth." How do I know about that? I had Randy connect with his source of spiritual guidance which he had opened to in a previous session he called his guidance luke randy ask luke to show you what he sees when he looks at you as a little boy when he looks at who you really are oh randy said i was a sweet and happy little boy kind and caring with other people all the time as you look at this little boy through the eyes of luke is there anything wrong with him anything about him that isn't okay, that isn't lovable and worthy? No, Randy said, he's absolutely wonderful. Randy, this is your essence, who you really are. This is your intrinsic worth. And this little boy is letting you know by being anxious that you're not seeing him, that you treat him unlovingly. You're abandoning him with all your self-judgments. And as long as you're judging yourself, And creating your ongoing anxiety, you're keeping your frequency too low to manifest what you want. In fact, you're drawing to you what you don't want, since like attracts like. So, judging myself and defining myself by what I accomplish rather than by intrinsic worth is keeping me anxious in a low frequency, which is drawing other low frequency things to me? Randy asked. Yes, of course. But, you know, sometimes bad things just happen because that's life. But the kinds of bad things that are happening for you may be related to your low frequency coming from your self-judgment. Why not practice becoming more aware of your addiction to self-judgment as a form of control and consciously change your thinking to kindness towards yourself and see what happens? So Randy said, you know... As I'm thinking about this, I realize it's not just me that I judge. I judge everyone. It's ongoing in my head. Either I'm judging myself or I'm judging others. I think I'm really addicted to judgment. What do you think the judgment is protecting you from, I asked him. Oh, he answered, now that you ask, I know exactly what is protecting me from. From the deep loneliness I've always felt and the the helplessness over the pain of my childhood. I think I've always preferred the anxiety to the loneliness and heartbreak of my childhood. Randy, do you think you're ready to feel these core feelings now that you're an adult? Are you ready to bring in your loving guidance to help you finally feel and heal those feelings? so that you don't need to use self-judgment to avoid them? Yes, Rancy answered, I'm more than ready. So instead of judging ourselves for our feelings and behavior, were we to move into compassion for ourselves, we would open the door to learning about the beliefs that are causing our pain. The way out of self-judgment is to practice inner bonding Becoming aware of the feelings of anxiety and anger and depression and shame and and so on. And then ask yourself, What did I just tell myself that's causing this feeling? Once you become aware of the self-judgment, then you can ask yourself, Am I certain that what I'm telling myself is true? If you're not 100% certain that what you're telling yourself is true, you can ask your higher guidance, your higher Why self, or whatever spiritual source of wisdom you turn to, what is the truth? If you're really open to learning, the truth will come into your mind, and it will be very, very different than what you've been telling yourself. For example, if you tell yourself, I'm such a jerk, how could I have said that? Now becomes... We all mess up at times. It's okay to make mistakes. It's part of being human. Making a mistake doesn't mean you're a jerk. When we open to the truth, we'll discover a kind and compassionate way of speaking to ourselves, a way that makes us feel loved and safe, rather than anxious, angry, or depressed. It's true that addictions are always challenging to resolve, And an addiction to self-judgment is no exception. So be easy on yourself. And don't judge yourself for judging yourself. It'll take time and dedication to become aware of your self-judgments and learn to be kind towards yourself. But the end result is so worth it. I had a pretty long journey in letting go of my self-judgments. Years ago, I realized that so much of my anxiety, most of it, was coming from how harshly I was judging myself. And so I decided to notice my self-judgments and notice the anxiety it was causing. And frankly, it took me a good year before I could stop judging myself. But I did, because I realized it wasn't getting me anywhere. It was just making me feel bad And so for many years now, I have not judged myself. And that is such a relief to no longer be judging myself. And I've been far more productive and able to manifest what I want in life by letting go of my self-judgments. So I hope... That you learn and practice inner bonding. If you don't know it, please go to our website, download our free seven day inner bonding course, read the many articles, turn to the free help section that's on the site. And if you have the funds, you can have help from me, from the many trained facilitators we have. You can join my courses. Uh, I have a Love Yourself course, many other courses. Many ways of learning inner bonding. I have a wonderful package called Complete Self-Love that will teach you how to love yourself rather than continue to judge and abandon yourself. So I hope you take advantage of all that we offer at innerbonding.com God bless you.